and she was actually presenting me all these bathing suits tops bikinis whatever and obviously she had a very 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 attractive physique check the mic and make sure it sound right boys welcome to the tindermentor.com podcast online dating advice from professionals your host today executive online dating coach and ceo tinder mentor florian Today we're talking about the newest hot topics in the world of online dating. What we're going to be talking about today is obviously, you probably guessed it, the Netflix hit, the Tinder Swindler. To stay on topic, I will talk to you then about the three most common scams on online dating apps and how to avoid them. This is what we see with our clients around the world, what I've encountered myself. Okay. And then at the end of this episode, today we won't be interviewing a guest, but it's story time. And I will tell you about the most dangerous situation I have ever encountered on Tinder in my personal life. Before we start with all this, let me introduce you to this season's sponsor of our podcast, Blackbook. Blackbook is an app that lets you keep track of your online dating matches in an organized and extremely practical way. Never lose track of a banger ever again. If you're actively using any online dating app, this is a must-have tool. Currently available in North America only, but global app store integration is on the way. The best thing about it, it is 100% free and really, really helpful. Blackbook doesn't help with getting scammed in online dating, but it makes sure you're not losing track of your most attractive matches. The link is in the description of the podcast. So let's get into the talk of the town currently, and that is obviously the Netflix blockbuster, The Tinder Swindler. Boys and girls, raise your hand. Who's already seen it? <laughs> well, the thing here is this is a really, really, really big production, and it's shedding the light on online dating and Tinder in specific. So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, let me give you a little bit of a summary, obviously without spoiling too much. So this movie is about a guy called Simon Leviev. Apparently it's a real person and all these things really happen. Allegedly he scammed multiple girls out of millions of dollars by actually pretending he's someone he's not. A few sources claim he was a catfish but, you know, by the narrow sense of the word, it's actually more of an elaborate scam than really catfishing. You know, normal catfishing would be uh, uploading pictures of someone else and pretending to be them. However, he pretended to be a very, very rich person. And um, his elaborate scamming scheme was like this. He matched the girls. Apparently, he had a very, very good text game because all the girls said um, that he's he was uh, very nice. They felt an instant connection with him. And then he got them out on a date. He got them out on very luxurious dates. So the girls believe he really does have a lot of money. And then after a little bit of time, what he did was he called them most of the time in the middle of the night. And he said that he's in big, big trouble. Someone's hunting him down. All his bank accounts and cards are being locked. And he needs money right now. Of course, all the girls had been falling in love madly with him and they thought he's a rich guy and he eventually can, you know, prove his innocence and pay them back. And then, well, <laughs> the money's gone. 
Um, of course, the story takes a lot of turns back and forth uh, after that, but obviously I don't want to spoil too much here. The thing is, I like that this movie's out now. Um, obviously, it doesn't shed the very best light on online dating apps, but you know, all publicity is good at the end of the day. You know, uh, you know, saying that there is no negative press, and I really believe that here too, because what it will do is a lot of people, a lot of girls especially that have been using online dating in the past, maybe they see this movie and they get reminded that they still have an account, that they still pop on the app and see what's up, if they have some old matches. And I think that's going to be overall a big, big positive for the whole online dating space, I think. And for us as Tinder users, this shows one thing and that's going to be more and more important going forward anyway. We talked about it a little bit uh, in our last episode, but the thing is, it's becoming increasingly more important that you are actually making your matches and dates feel safe and comfortable. Not only is this important for, well, obvious reasons, but this is also at the end of the day, how you can actually make the other person want to meet you, right? I always say there's only two things you need to take care of in order for any girl in the world wanting to meet you. Okay. Number one is she has to find you attractive. And I'm not talking solely about looks here. I talk about the whole package. And the second one is she has to feel comfortable with you. Whenever both of those criteria are being met, any girl in the world will want to go out with you. So Making people feel safe and comfortable is a very, 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 very important thing. It's in any case, uh, uh, almost 50% or sometimes even more than that of the whole equation, right? The thing here is that a lot of guys forget very often is that once you have a match with someone, well, they're going to find you attractive probably, right? Of course, there's a lot more factors that play into that than just having a match, but it's for sure is a very, very, very good start. And if after that you focus on not being very weird and just making them feel comfortable, your chances of scoring the date are actually very, very high. There are obviously a lot more things that we could talk about right here at this point. For example, the psychological concept of slicing. But actually, um, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback overall on these last two episodes of the podcast but guys i would really appreciate if you have any specific comments or anything you would like to see more of or any very good criticism please comment on the on the pl podcast platform that you're actually listening to we're watching all of them i know we're on a lot of platforms but we actually watch the comments in all of them or just drop us an email to support at tindermentor.com and let us know what you think if you have any wishes if um, you have any specific criticism it would be really really helpful this would really help the podcast out to be in the future even better for you and give you even more value so much about the tinder swindler right now on netflix definitely worth watching if you haven't done so go check it out now let's talk about the real-life Tinder swindlering. <laughs> wow, what a tough word for a German native. <laughs> um, let's talk about the actual three most common scams on Tinder and or any other online dating app. I made a list for you 
with the three most common scams on online dating, specifically on Tinder, because, well, it's just the biggest one, biggest of the apps. So na quite naturally, that one's going to attract the most scammers. So I ranked those three in the order of their dangerousness, basically, in the order of danger of falling for them. I will start with the least dangerous one and most obvious one and end it with the most dangerous and hardest to figure out one. So the first one that is very, very, very common that I'm sure 100% of you have already encountered at some point are fake accounts slash fake prostitutes. Those are fake accounts that will add a number, a phone or WhatsApp number, either directly in their bio or in one of their pictures with the hopes that you do text them. If you text them, they will offer sex for money. They want upfront payments always. And once you send the money, it's totally gone. How do you detect those? Well, they all have the WhatsApp or phone number written either in the bio or on the actual picture with, you know, paint or anything like that. So that's already very, very, very easy tell if, if, if the bio is empty and just has a phone number or if it says text me there or whatever, it's 99.9999% a fake. Also, people never, ever, ever pay for a sex service for someone you just have their number, especially when this is from an online dating app. How do you avoid those scams? Well, just swipe left. These are all bots and get deleted very fast. Let's talk about a little bit of a more elaborate scam that's been popping up, especially since the start of the global pandemic. And that is the Bitcoin slash investment scam. What happens here is a girl, most of the time, very attractive, very, very often with an Asian profile, but not always will text you, she will match you, she will text you, they always text first, and then she will push for your WhatsApp very fast. Sometimes in the first message, sometimes after two or three messages, but they will always push for WhatsApp very, very fast. And they won't give you any other social media uh, profiles like Instagram, Facebook. The story is always the same. They are from a rich family and they have some friend, uncle or whatever, that is managing their money, their investments. Then all of a sudden, after a few days, a spot is free and now you can invest too. If you do, unfortunately, the money is gone because the whole thing is a scam. How do you detect those? Well, if they push very, very, very fast for WhatsApp and don't have any other profiles available, that's already a very major red flag. Also, almost always, the number they are going to give you, the phone number, won't fit the exact location that you're in, right? Because those scammers very often or almost always use, um, you know, the, the VPNs to change the locations. They have excuses why they can't meet up with you. These scams normally go over a longer period of time. Those are not scams where they push for an investment in the first 10 minutes. They're much more elaborate than that. They will text with you sometimes for days. I've seen it uh, with one of our clients even for two weeks. Okay. Once they feel you have enough trust, they will uh, go into the scammer mode. But they all have one thing in common. 
they won't meet up with you and they always have some weird excuses for it. Obviously, and this is why this popped up during the COVID-19 uh, era so much, their most used excuse was actually COVID-19. They don't want to meet up with people. It's too dangerous. But other common excuses are religion or uh, that they're Chinese, Asian, and this is why they're using so many Asian profiles, is that they say they have to get to know a person at least for a month texting or whatever before they meet up. Something that's not super uncommon in especially China um, that's why they're using that. And then they will always, always ask for an investment. How do you avoid those scams? No matter what you're doing, never, ever, ever send money to people you have never met in real life that you only know from online dating. There is actually no exception to that rule. This is almost always a complete scam. And these scammers are very, very good. They've become very good with this kind of scam. Um, they will even send voice messages. Sometimes they uh, even have phone calls with people. They have actual girls there that prepare the scam. They will send you uh, videos. They will send you selfies, uh, everything. But they won't give you social media profiles because obviously these take years to prepare to be real. However, with over time, maybe they become smart enough to actually start preparing those profiles now so they have them ready in a couple of years. So be very careful and never ever make an investment there. All the ones that I've seen, they involve Bitcoin transactions for obvious reasons, but I wouldn't be too surprised if there are other methods of payment available as well. So don't count on just uh, the Bitcoin transaction being actual scams. And that leads us to the last and by far most dangerous scam that you can encounter on online dating apps. And that is what I call the bar tab trap. This is very, very popular scheme run mostly in Eastern Europe and South America, but I would be on the lookout for that anywhere in the world. It works like this. You meet up with a girl and you go with her to a bar. In this bar, you get hit with a ridiculously big tap. If you don't want to pay, they threaten you with violence. And very often, depending on the country you're in, the police is in on it as well. These places are very often run by mafia and other very dangerous organizations. So you really have no choice but to pay up. How do you detect those scams? Well, first of all, the girl has to take you to this specific place. So normally the girl will suggest a place of meeting up and she will 100% insist on it. Most of the time, the bar that she's actually working for is in very close proximity to where she wants to meet up with you. She will 100% refuse to meet at any other place. This should be a major, major red flag for you and you should never ever do that for security reasons, not only not to get scammed, but obviously there's other dangers out there as well. So how do you avoid that scam? In a new city, never meet up at a location suggested by a person when you know nothing about the city. If you want to do that, at the very least, suggest a different location and wait for the reaction. If they 100% insist of meeting on this exact place, again, that's a major red flag. Unfortunately, Google only goes so far because these bars and these establishments 
change the name all the time so you, it's very hard for you to find reviews also these girls won't meet you at the actual place but a block or two away from it and they walk you there we have a list of these locations in a good amount of cities at tinder mentor so when our clients travel to one of these cities we warn them ahead of time but the best thing is really to do what we mentioned earlier don't meet at their suggested location and at the very least try to change the location and see how they react let me read to you some of the reviews these bars are actually getting uh, this one is TripAdvisor. it's about a bar that actually doesn't exist uh, with this specific name anymore but you know another place exists in the same location so um, let me read it for you that's actually a bar from kiev ukraine that is one of the bars uh, multiple fake accounts have attempted to take me to and unfortunately some of our friends right here they weren't as savvy and uh, they fell for it so um yeah abit wrote on tripadvisor.com on uh, july 2021 bad memories this is a fake bar no real service being given to customers and they used teen underage girls in kiev to invite foreigners to this shisha bar and threatened them to pay very high fake bill it is done professionally by a group of criminals please don't go inside this place the next review uh, also july 2021 be careful it's a criminal place not a bar to go inside it is monitored by a group of criminals and they're using younger girls to pursue foreigners into this hookah bar be very careful another one writes scam 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 <laughs> it's the biggest scam in kiev don't go and i mean avoid this place by all means they have girls that invite unsuspecting foreigners and invite you to a private section and charge you exuberant prices for basically nothing me and my friend and two girls the girls are in on the scam had six shots of whiskey two bottles of beer a hooker and two steaks and the bill was 800 dollars avoid by all means and they have 19 reviews that all go like this the place the name of the place is hookah high tea bar uh, in ukraine it's been closed by now but uh yeah these places are going on uh, everywhere on the world preferably or preferably mostly in eastern europe and south america be aware of them and be aware of this kind of scam and you're good to go now let me tell you the my personal story of a scam that i got hit with and that actually got me in a very very dangerous situation it's not something that commonly happens but it was something that targeted me specifically <clears throat> but let's get into the story here so it was also in kiev ukraine in the world capital of dating for men obviously that's for a few reasons uh, first of all there's very very high amount of very attractive girls and at the same time the ukraine has the worst ratio in the world or for men the best one man to woman right men on average there have a very low life expectancy uh, obviously there's also in small part of the country war going on with russia so they have some casualties there and in general for some reason genetically the ukrainians tend to produce more girls than boys uh, for that reason there's a big big overflow and the girls are actually fighting for the men okay um 
anyway it's also very close to europe a one or two hour flight from most places it's a pretty cheap place and at the same time it is very nice to go there uh the architecture uh it also has a good art scene fashion scene all those kind of things so it's a very cool city and for europeans it's a very short trip it's cheap so it definitely uh is a very interesting uh location to have some dates okay so i was there with a friend of mine uh, we actually weren't there for the dates but we were there for a longer period of time to live and work there for a month or two so what happened was obviously uh, i had a lot of matches going on when we came there and uh, one of those girls was really actively uh, moving the conversations forward she had a very very pretty profile so i decided you know why not ask her out amongst other other girls well she was obviously down for it and we met uh at in the evening at this one place that she suggested and if you listen to this episode fo- so far you can see that was my first mistake already i know all the dangerous bars and corners uh in this city or at least i thought i do so for me um, i did a lot of research on the place and i knew it was a legit place uh, i know some friends who've been there before it's also a safe and good area so i thought you know it's good to go and uh, i can actually meet with her there however uh there's one thing that i noticed immediately right so we were meeting in front of the place it was a just a normal cafe slash small restaurant in france you would call it a bistro right with a uh, little bit of food and uh, generally just for for tea coffee and uh, some drinks <clears throat> we would meet in front of the place she was stunning however she looked a little bit different than on the pictures and later i found out that's actually not her real pictures but anyway um, we met in front of this place we greeted each other and uh, we went inside and as we were going inside right in front of the place there was a car parked with a guy on the steering wheel and in this moment when we walked past that car and towards the entrance of the place i could see that she's actually locking eyes with the guy in the car she was dressed very very nicely she looked very pretty this car was totally worn down um, messed up and this guy you know <laughs> looked the part basically of uh he, he matched he matched with the car so they locked eyes and you know guys i have a career as a professional poker player for over 10 years and i noticed these kind of things i noticed these kind of small cues so this was something immediately that i noticed but uh you know at the time i didn't think much of it because i really wasn't expecting a scam and this is also where most of the scams actually you know take advantage of you is they happen when you when you don't expect them but anyway we went into this place and we had a really nice conversation obviously like in almost all the scams she told me you know she's she's from a rich family she has money whatever she's going on vacation for her birthday in hawaii um we had drinks for over an hour uh, no alcohol only um you know tea whatever um some biscuits and um yeah she told me she's going for her birthday to hawaii actually and she needs to buy uh 
you know, beachwear for the trip. And um, yeah, so I said, well, when are you going to want to buy this? She said, well, I have to buy it right now because I'm basically uh, off for my flight in a couple of days, but we can meet again uh, when I come back. Okay, well, so we go outside and we go to this place, to a Victoria's Secret place, okay? <laughs> we go inside and she starts trying on different things, okay? Bathing suits, tops, uh, panties, whatever, okay? She has like eight or nine different things lined out there and she tried them on one by one. And she presented them to me, okay? So I was sitting there like you would sit there with your girlfriend and she was actually presenting me all these bathing suits, tops, bikinis, whatever. And obviously she had a very, very, very attractive physique. Okay. Um, at the time I thought that's very weird because normally Eastern European girls, they're not that open <laughs> to actually, you know, throw themselves at you in a bikini an hour into the meeting. So that was already very alarming for me, but I wasn't sure what the exact scam is. And at this time I didn't make any connections with the guy uh, in front of the place. So anyhow, she tried on this like seven, eight or nine different things. And then she asked me, which one should I take? And I said, well, I like this red one a lot. Uh, that one looks good. She said, okay, sure. I'm gonna take it. Then we went uh, to the cashier to check out and she put the red one on a different stack and all the others on another stack. But she was talking to the cashier in Russian or Ukrainian. At the time, I didn't speak any Russian. Now, <laughs> that's, that's a little different. I would understand what they're saying. Um, but at the time, I didn't, I didn't speak any Russian at all. And apparently, what she did was she told the cashier, the, the, the checkout clerk, to that she wants to take all of them, to put all of them on the bill, okay? And then when she tried to pay, her account got rejected, uh, her card got rejected. And she said, oh, damn, I have this problem with my bank again. Um, can you pay? Can you pay for, for, uh, for this one bra? You know, and she was thinking as a European guy, probably doesn't care if this just one bra was like 60 or 70 bucks or whatever. Obviously, you know, um, that's already major red flags on the first date, one hour in, if she expects some kinds of present presence. But um, I was thinking, well, uh, if that's the scam, uh, not much, not too much damage done, whatever, you know, not that, you know, I want to get scammed or whatever, but if it's going to be for 50 or 60 bucks or whatever, you know, that's, that's not, uh, you know, that's not too much damage. I, I didn't think too much about it, honestly, at this time still. When I uh, took out my card though, I noticed that she was looking at my wallet and she said, wow, is this, is this, uh, is this Louis Vuitton wallet new? <laughs> uh, and I, this is when it hit me because she had like uh, something in her eyes that was really, really, really off. And, um, I said immediately, no, this is, this is very old, very worn down. It's, it's not worth anything because I was afraid to get robbed. And this second, I remembered the guy in front of the other place. And 
it dawned on me that this is some elaborate scam, some team scam, and that this guy is probably in front of the place already. So I panicked a, a little bit, or no, not really panicked, but <laughs> I got in a little bit of a panic, let's put it like that. And when I um, saw the, the amount in the, on the register, it was actually very, very high. I know the exchange rate or I knew the exchange rate obviously very well because I spent a couple of days already in this place and I've been there many times before and it was something crazy like $700 uh, or something. So the scam was that she's saying, uh, pay this top for me and then it's like, you know, five bathing suits and four tops and four panties and all kinds of other different things. And obviously in Victoria's Secret, you can, if you still have the tags, you can sell that uh, online for a very good price. Or maybe the scam was they go back and they, you know, um, change it, exchange it back for the money or whatever. But that was the scam. And then uh, she was really, really, really pushy for me to pay. And I said, oh, well, my card actually is banned because... Um, I made some bad transaction yesterday here and my bank thought it's bad and then it's just going to open up tomorrow. I had to call them today. So now for the next 24 hours, I just have, you know, uh, 50 bucks available on my card or whatever. You know, she didn't believe me. She obviously didn't buy it. She was really pushy. She said, well, just hold your card on. We'll see if it's working or not. We'll see if it's working or not. But, you know, the gig was up. I knew what was happening and I said, no, sorry. Um, I think where I come from, it's really rude if you expect a guy to pay for you something on the first date. So um, you can come, you can sort out the thing with your bank and we can come back here tomorrow. <laughs> you know, obviously I didn't plan on any of that, but that was happening. So she stormed out uh, with me. We actually went out together. Um, I went out and she stormed out after me and right on the street, she said, well, fuck you, this is very rude, we're never going to meet again, and she typed something on her phone, and sure enough, 10 seconds later, the car drives by exactly the one that, was, that I saw in front of the place with the exact same guy in it, she flips me off, shows me the middle finger, goes into the car, and they drive off. God knows what would have happened if maybe she would have invited me to the place later if I paid right there, um, if I either didn't look for the amount or, um, you know, maybe some guys just want to be very generous right there <laughs> and, and pay up for the 700 bucks. Um, God knows what would have happened later. Obviously, there was a team, there was a gang. Um, very, very, very elaborate scam. They invested a lot of time in that, but uh, I didn't fall for it. So th at the end, it was a valuable learning experience um, that you always, always need to be careful. And guys, I know all these stories, uh, they're obviously very important to tell. And at times, they can be entertaining. I know that. But don't let them make you believe that online dating is full of scams or that it's not worth it. On this particular trip later uh, to the Ukraine, I ended up meeting my now ex, uh, beautiful girlfriend, and we spent wonderful years together before eventually parting ways. Be aware of the dangers, and then it's most definitely worth it attempting to find a partner with the method of online dating. If you're in a position that you have too many matches to handle and you feel like you're losing track, download the app from our sponsor Blackbook 
the link is in the description of this podcast. And if you're very low on matches and the only ones you're getting are scam accounts or girls you're not really 100% interested in and you know you can do better, go to tindermanjo.com right now, apply for a free consultation call. I will call you back personally and see how we can help you. Until next time, guys and girls, goodbye and happy swiping.